Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. For Friday, August 26th, I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today and every day this week, we're looking at some aspect of food security and the major shifts that are putting enormous strain on our global food supply. We are already experiencing acute shortages all over the world. On Monday's show, we talked about how dietary preferences have increased the demand for grain on a global basis as more and more people shift to consuming animal protein. On Tuesday's show, we talked about how more and more farmland is being diverted from food production to growing biofuels like ethanol and biodiesel. On Wednesday's show, we talked about how energy markets are affecting the supply of fertilizer and how fertilizer use is down 5% so far this year, and it's expected to have an immediate 2% decrease in food yields on a global basis. On Thursday's show, we talked about what happens when there are food shortages. We start to see the rise of food nationalism. We start to see hoarding behavior, not just on an individual basis, but on a national basis. And on today's show, we're looking at what happens when you shift your food production from using synthetic fertilizer to organic. We're looking specifically at Sri Lanka and the major impact it had on their national economy. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of organic farming. I personally buy organically grown fruits and vegetables whenever I can. Problem is, we've got 8 billion people on this planet, and we cannot feed the world's population without synthetic fertilizer. So let's take a look at what happened in Sri Lanka. The shift in Sri Lanka started in the spring of 2021, when Sri Lanka's president, Kotabaya Rajapaksa, put a ban on agrochemicals. His goal was an ambitious one, to transform Sri Lanka into the first nation with 100% organic agriculture. Less than a year later, the country is left in economic ruin with a supply shortage crisis as a result. Transition to fully organic agriculture was a pillar of Gotabaya's 2019 election campaign. He proposed the move to phase out synthetic fertilizers over a 10-year period. But just a few months after the election, he implemented a complete ban on the importation and use of synthetic fertilizers. What was intended to be a positive move for Sri Lanka's nearly 2 million farmers soon backfired. A year after the ban, nearly a third of the country's agricultural land lay dormant, with no crops planted. Now, sometimes organic farming requires crop rotations and preparation of the soil over a number of years. But this was such a dramatic shift. Within six months of the ban, rice production in the country, which had been previously enough to feed the population, had fallen 20%. And the country needed to import $450 million of rice just to make up for the shortfall. And with that shortage in rice... Prices for rice surged within the country 50% due to the shortage. Tea is one of Sri Lanka's main exports, and it's the country's largest source of foreign exchange. Within a few months of the fertilizer ban, yields of tea were down by 30%, and the country lost its primary source of foreign exchange. Let's be clear, what happened in Sri Lanka is not a failure of organic farming. It's a failure to plan. It's a failure to plan for the consequences of a decision where the outcome was highly predictable governments the world over have a bad habit of making well-intentioned decisions that have massive negative consequences. This is one of them. The result of the fertilizer experiment is a humanitarian crisis and the near economic collapse of the country. The result was social unrest, the resignation of the government, the storming of the presidential palace, and insufficient foreign exchange to even import fuel to keep the country from running out of gasoline. So here we are in North America experiencing inflation of prices across a wide range of commodities, and it's readily apparent on the regular trips to the grocery store. We're hoping things will return to normal, that the supply chain shortages will resolve themselves, and that interest rates will fall back 
to the intoxicating levels we've enjoyed over the past decade. But I'm seeing too many structural issues that are betting against the supply side returning to normal. I'm seeing structural issues, like the ones we discussed this week, having an impact for years to come. There's truly no end in sight at the moment. We have a growing population of 8 billion people on a resource-constrained planet. And there have been various studies suggesting the planet could sustain a population of up to 10 billion. But we're going to start to see the limits of our planet long before we hit that 10 billion population mark. We're seeing it now. I believe that as real estate investors, we have an opportunity to help what's shaping up to be a real problem. So what do we do? Do we just go out and start buying farmland? I'm not sure that's the answer. In fact, I don't have the answer on this one. I believe that problems do spell opportunity. And smart people, when they apply creativity to solving acute problems, often become rich as a side effect. We've got so many problems in the world of agriculture, far more than the handful we've even talked about on this week's episodes. Maybe you will have a unique insight that unlocks a solution as you think about that. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.